Good Morning Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. You start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. <laughs> On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. <laughs> On the third oh, day man. of Christmas, okay. if, you're yeah. not, uh, <laughs> if you're not hip to Bob and Doug McKenzie from Strange Brew, uh, definitely check that out this Christmas. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is Anna Higgins filling in for Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. Good morning. All right, we've been uh, keeping you on Tinder hooks about the friendliest cities in the U.S., and we are going to talk about that right now. Condé Nast Traveler asked their readers to rate cities friendliness when they submitted their choices for the Reader's Choice Awards, and they took the data from that survey and created the list of the top 10 friendliest cities. And your very own Pensacola, Florida, became up on that list at number eight. All right. Yes, put your hands together for Pensacola. We made the list of friendliest cities, so let's not... um. Let's not try to get off that list. Let's try to stay on it. <laughs> we do have a fantastic community here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas. Um, people, you know, I lived in D.C. I grew up here, went away to D.C. for about eight years and love D.C., but it's not the friendliest place in the world. Mm -hmm. Although Alexandria, Virginia, which is right outside D.C., yep. came out in at number 10. On Friendliest City. Yeah, Annandale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that area, all that area. That's where my mom's family's from. That's so great. Oh, that is great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, they are. It is a very friendly area. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it was just exciting to see that uh, Pensacola is the only uh, city from Florida on the list. South Carolina has two cities on the list, Charleston at number seven and Greenville at number one. Uh, the other cities on the list are we'll start with number 10 we mentioned alexandria virginia number nine savannah georgia number eight pensacola florida number seven charleston south carolina number six santa fe new mexico hmm. five was milwaukee wisconsin four indianapolis indiana three lexington kentucky two rochester new york and number one as i mentioned greenville south carolina hmm. Yes, so we have this very prestigious distinction this year, and I absolutely agree that Pensacola should be on that list. Do you agree? And is your favorite city on that list, or do you have anything to add? Um, we had also been discussing hard candy because it's National Hard Candy Day, and our, our guest, Doug Bates, as he was leaving – said to me, Starlight Mints. Don't forget the Starlight Mints. <laughs> I forgot the Starlight Mints. That's I, a good I, one. I don't know if I'm if I'm You know the red this. the the circle, it's white with the red little stripes on the edge. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ones. Oh, just the, regular, like peppermints. Just yeah, peppermints. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I don't know if you meant the soft ones or the hard oh, ones, yeah. but you can't yeah. count the soft ones yeah, because yeah, it's, it's a hard candy. 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 What um, are the uh, what are the ones that look they're wrapped and they look like strawberries oh, in the wrapper I never knew and they what have that, that gel center? I love those. Those are good. That's a hard candy that turns into a, a soft gummy core. Which yeah, is great. those are good. Those yeah. are part of the grandma um cornucopia of candy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my nana who's listening right now. I love your candy, Nana. It's <laughs> it's the best. Um so we are um bringing you some great news today after that discussion of financial literacy that Pensacola is ranked by Condé Nast as one of the top 10 friendliest cities in the country. Please text in with your favorite friendliest city at 437-1620. And we still have a lot of people guessing my favorite movie and some of the guesses are frozen emmett otter's jug band christmas oh classic (laughs) emmett otter's jug band super classic love it meet me in st louis uh a christmas miracle part two a christmas story a charlie brown christmas Nobody's hit the nail on the head yet, but right now we're going to go to Jake with Traffic on the five. Well, looking at the map here on East Burgess Road, if you're traveling anywhere near East Burgess Road this morning, for some reason, uh, as soon as you uh, take uh, West Burgess Road from Pensacola Boulevard and start heading east there, it's just slow in both directions between uh, Oakfield Road and Palafox. Not sure what's happening there. It could be an accident. I'm going to look closer on uh, other maps when I can. Uh, otherwise, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre has been clear all morning. Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace is looking good. Highway 29 is accident-free south through Cantonment. Uh, over on the west side, we've got uh, Navy, New Warrington, uh, Blue Angel, all checking in clear. Palafox, uh, except for you know coming off of... Uh, of uh, the Burgess Road there. Uh, We're looking good in that area. If you see anything else out there slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. There is a big difference in the type of service you get from companies that do air duct cleaning. Hi, this is Todd from Gulf Coast Air Care, and I want you to know the difference between a quality job and a blow-and-go duct cleaning job. Let me ask you this. Do you really think you can get a one-carat diamond for 10 bucks? It's just like getting a $99 whole house duct cleaning. There are guidelines from the National Air Duct Cleaners Association and also the Better Business Bureau. A true inspection, cleaning, and restoration of an AC system includes the equipment and ductwork by a licensed and certified company. It's like a full detail for your car instead of the cheapy method of running it through a $5 wash and go. Air conditioners are expensive. Keeping them clean and well-maintained is a guaranteed way to have better health and comfort. So you decide what works for you, the $5 wash and go or a full detail top to bottom. At Gulf Coast Air Care, we take pride in the certifications and the licenses that we hold. If you want the best quality and award-winning customer service, you can find us on the web at gulfcoastaircare.com or call 934-2768. You know, people sometimes ask me, do you really believe in Frontier Motors? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you not heard me talking about them for 
all these years. And the funny thing is, when we first became a customer there, it wasn't because they were advertisers on the station. I mean, it was just because they had a car. I mean, we were looking to test drive a Honda Odyssey. And the new ones, you, you wouldn't have told us whether that was the one we wanted to buy. And the ones that were available, they weren't new enough to be the one that we were trying to buy. So we literally had this kind of unicorn. That's what we called it, our unicorn. And nobody was selling one. Nobody had one that we could test drive. So we found it at Frontier. We drove it. We liked it. They said, do you want to look at a price? We said, we're not going to buy a car for six months. And they said, but do you want to look at a price? And I said, uh, sure. Oh, that's a good price. Can you come down a little bit? You can. Uh, well, can you give us a day? Okay. day later, called them back and said, uh, we talked about it. We kind of like it. Can you come down a little bit? And they said, yes. And I said, can we buy it? I mean, that's how we bought a car. It was that easy. It just was the right price, the right car, the right make, model, everything just aligned. And so we bought a car from Frontier. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. At Penair Credit Union, we know that road trips don't start by driving into the sunset. A day at the beach doesn't begin with packing the car. Even car shopping doesn't really start at the dealership. Your new car journey begins with an auto loan pre-approval from Penair Credit Union. Because at Penair, auto financing is easy. And when you get pre-approval before you shop, you'll be ready to hit the road when you find the perfect car. Get started at penair.org slash car loan. Whether it's new, used, or refinanced, vehicle loans from Penair Credit Union fit you perfectly. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Opportunity Lender. In the world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand these complications and have your back. Join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock, on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10 on News Radio 1620-923 FM. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Need some last-minute Christmas gifts? Check out the Merry Holiday Street Market Saturday on North Tarragona for unique vendors and lots of special items. The market is on from 2 to 5 at the Handlebar. Check out the bird-watching event at Big Lagoon State Park Saturday morning from 8 till 9, presented by the Friends of Pensacola State Parks. See DoPensacola.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. Sounds very vaguely familiar there, Twisted Sister. Yeah, it does. But I'm going to tell you, if I'm Mary <laughs> with a newborn baby right after giving birth, I don't want to mm. hear that noise. <laughs> Everybody quiet. Oh, None man. of that. Yeah. Um, so we had been talking about my favorite Christmas movie, and someone guessed it. Um, ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 bingo, you win. Um Oh, there are a lot of great guesses, but it is it is love actually, which is why I said now I'm going to get all this hate coming through, I'm sure. But I know it's kind of depressing at points, but it just I, I, 
I just like it. It's my favorite movie for Christmas. The fanaticism around that that movie is really quite <laughs> astonishing. It really defies all logic. I mean, it's it's a, it's a fun movie, I guess, but it, it's just the the fandom is just crazy. I know people love to hate it. Actually, mm. yeah, people love to hate it, but we do have a winner. Thank you so much for guessing. Um, I've already yes watched it at least once, um, and then we had. Um, Ken Phillips texting in um, to discuss, uh, to comment on our discussion about financial literacy and especially student debt. He's a former professor for 30 years, and um, he wanted to make a point of the uh, $29,000 average I mentioned for student debt, um, that it can be deceptive because you have to look at whether uh, the student went to private or public school. You have to consider some other um, some other data points like living in dorms or in sororities or off campus um, and how how students are using those loans. I know in uh, um, graduate education, a lot of times, for example, in law school, we weren't allowed to work outside of school. So we had to use some of that loan for um actual living expenses. So you got to take that into consideration. So thank you, Ken, for that. And then we had another listener chime in and say that they graduated in 96, I believe, and that in life skills, some of this financial literacy in Escambia County was being taught. Uh, and I'm glad to hear it. And and I'm really glad that it was codified in 2022 for our students in Florida. And as Doug mentioned, it's really quite a, a, a bipartisan issue. I don't know of anything else that's as bipartisan right now, uh, as Doug mentioned, in the legislature as financial literacy is because, you know, it affects so many aspects of our economy and... Um, um, particularly this student debt crisis we have going on right now. Um, so thanks for guessing and chiming in on my favorite Christmas movie. And later on, get ready, because we're going to ask you about your most unusual holiday traditions or celebrations. Uh, just to, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, as you know, if you, if you listened in yesterday, you know that my favorite is the celebration of Festivus and the airing of grievances. <laughs> so we're going to mention that one more time. And um, Is that strictly a Seinfeld thing? Or it, is that, it is. Okay, I didn't know if they pulled it from something else or if that was strictly a Larry David I think it is strictly a Larry David concoction, and it is technically supposed to happen on December 23rd. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And it culminates in a lot of fun adventures. So, um, you know, get ready to send in your uh, most unusual holiday traditions or celebrations. And um, also, I wanted to mention in relation to the student debt crisis that After the COVID pause, I mentioned a three-year COVID pause. After that, in October, 40% of people with student debt who were supposed to start repayments did not repay in October. Uh, And right now, we're going to take a break and go to Jake with Traffic on the Fives. 
Okay, well, we're looking good out there this morning. It's been pretty slow and uneventful. We did have some slowdown earlier, uh, I-10 East at Pine Forest, but that seems to be uh, working its way out there. Uh, the only major slowdown is in front of uh, West Florida High School at uh, on East Burgess Road. That's slow in both directions. And then getting around, uh, if you're trying to get on from Oakfield Road, it's going to be slow there as well. But that's really our only slowdown around town. 98's looking good through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace or on around the curve to Scenic is looking good. Highway 29 south through Cantonment, also accident-free. Um, downtown, we've got uh, Palafox. Um, let me see here. Uh, Creighton and Brent uh, from the I-10 overpass. We're looking good there. I-10 and I-110 is at posted speed, so it's looking really, really good. If you see anything out there, let us know. 437-1620, you can call or text our traffic tip line. This traffic report is brought to you by Barberry Plumbing. When it's time to call a plumber, call the best of the Bay winner, Barberry Plumbing at 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. Text us, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. All right. Um, thank you, Jake. I am privileged to be with you today. If you didn't hear earlier, my name is Anna Higgins, and I'm filling in for Andrew McKay today. We had some great discussion earlier on a number of issues, especially uh, I'm just going to review those a little bit because I'd love to get your comments. Please text us at 437 Um We had we started the five o'clock hour by discussing the vehicle emission standards and the FDOT or Florida Department of Transportation's decline of federal funds and that those funds were given to Florida to the tune of 320 million dollars um, and they were supposed to be set aside for um, tail to for incentives to curb tailpipe emissions and reduce effects of climate change. But the uh, Florida Department of Transportation um, decided that Florida cannot commit to a program that has unclear obligations. So what strings were tied to that uh, money were unclear, according to the Florida Department of Transportation. So that money was returned. That was the highest amount given to any state other than Texas and California. So Florida was the third highest. Um, so there's a lot of controversy surrounding that decline of funds and, and what they would be used for, but um, the federal government was apparently unclear as to what was tied, what that money was tied to. So we also discussed um, the recruitment or the decline in Army, Navy, and Air Force recruiting in 2023. And what are some of the reasons behind that? A few listeners chimed in. Um, you know, we we mentioned that 90% of young people today, ages 16 to 24, are unlikely to consider the military anymore as a career path. So what's contributing to that decline? We had um, a listener talk about the the cultural shift that we have and not only just in the military. I mean, I think we've got a cultural shift going on in our country. That's something we really can't ignore. Um, and so one other thing I wanted to mention here is the potential risk to national security. I'd love to hear your comments on that. If recruiting is down in an era 
where we have great power competition coming from big, powerful countries such as China, Russia, um, and and countries that you know compete with America on a global stage. Uh, what do we do with that decline in recruitment? And <clears throat> we also talked about federal voting legislation that has been proposed um, for which would require, well, it's called the Citizen Ballot Protection Act, which would require, um, allow the states more ability to verify that only American citizens are being approved for voter registration. So in Florida, the requirements currently to vote are uh, being a citizen of the U.S., resident of Florida, 18 years of age, not convicted of a felony with your rights restored. So we're going to come back to a few of those things after this break. And we're going to get a jump over to David for our look at our headlines, David. Absolutely. Well, uh, coming up in the news here in just a minute, we've got uh, a resurfacing project starting soon on I-10. More of the Fox. Fox News, I'm Therese Crowley. Defending American interests, including fossil fuel, Defense Secretary Austin launches Operation Prosperity Guardian in the Red Sea with 10 nations to operate joint patrols to protect shipping from drone and missile attacks launched by Iran-backed Houthi rebels. Texas defending itself against the migrant rush. Governor Abbott signing a law making illegal border crossing a state crime, giving police arrest powers. It creates a criminal offense for illegal entry into Texas from a foreign nation. For repeat offenders, it creates the offense of illegal reentry with a potential prison sentence term of up to 20 years. Expect an appeal. No defense against a volcano in Iceland threatening a fishing village in the Blue Lagoon geothermal baths threatening to bury the area in lava. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 831 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 40 degrees in Pensacola. An investigation underway after two people were found shot to death last night. This happened at a home on Hernandez Street in Escambia County. Deputies were called to that home last night about 8 o'clock. So far, not a lot of information has been released on exactly what happened. Investigators uh, did tell Channel 3 that this was an isolated incident. They didn't believe there was a threat to the community and that there's no current search for a suspect. We will update you as soon as we learn more on this. A group of UWF faculty and students are leading an effort to develop a new technology, which they say could lead to early Alzheimer's detection. What we're interested in doing is looking for the early, earliest possible detection of that neuropathological change with the idea that some of those treatments through drug trials might prove effective. Dr. James Aruda there, he tells Channel 3 students have designed new LED goggles. These goggles would flash lights, allowing a doctor to see the brain, see how it reacts. And they believe that this tech could lead to an earlier detection for Alzheimer's. The goggles are still prototypes. There's no word yet on when they could move forward with that. Escambia County deputies are looking for a 21-year-old man that could be in need of medical attention. Deputies are looking for Marv- Marvis Kozell Bedgood Jr. They've posted a photo of this man on the Sheriff's Office Facebook page. If you have any information, contact the Sheriff's Office. A $3.1 million resurfacing project on I-10 westbound in Santa Rosa County is set to begin this month. 
FDOT says they'll begin working on the Blackwater River Bridge resurfacing project soon. That means drivers could see lane closures overnights starting from each Sunday through Thursday. Some of the improvements of this project will include the milling and resurfacing of the travel lanes from the east end of that bridge to Ward Basin Road. They'll be replacing the eastern approach slab, making guardrail upgrades, uh, and installing new signs and putting down new pavement markings. The project should be completed sometime this spring. Cuba's being accused of trying to interfere with the elections in 2022 here in the state of Florida. That allegation made in a report released yesterday by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. According to a declassified version of the report, Cuba attempted to undermine the electoral prospects of candidates for Congress and governor that it viewed as being hostile. The report also finds that members of both major political parties had been targeted. The report also alleges that Cuba's government was connected to social media accounts, amplifying derogatory content about U.S. politicians that had been critical of Cuba. Uh, No specific politicians were named in the declassified version of that report. And the Justice Department awarding some major funds to help victims of abusive crimes in Alabama. The state's the state's Department of Economic Affairs announced yesterday that $2.4 million would be divided between nearly a dozen nonprofit agencies which specialize in assisting victims of human trafficking, hate crimes, elder abuse, and neglect. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey called the agencies a godsend to victims of violence. It is 835 at News Radio. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Well, we're looking great out there this morning. Not much to tell you about all morning long, really. East Burgess Road in front of West Florida High School and uh, especially going over the train tracks there as well. It's caused a delay in both directions there, but not too bad. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, we're looking great around town. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace is checking in clear. Mobile Highway is clear through Beulah and Pensacola. Dog Track Road is clear. No issues on Blue Angel Parkway. Uh, No delays on uh, Davis Highway. It's clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brent, and Fairfield. Um, This traffic report is brought to you by Staples Stores. Staples Stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples Store. If you have any traffic tips to report this morning, let us know. Call or text 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We will have a beautiful, sunny, and cold day today. Temperatures warming up into the 50s in the afternoon. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping back into the 30s, 38 degrees for your low. For Wednesday, partly cloudy skies, high near 57 degrees. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 41 degrees. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 40 in Pensacola, 42 in Gulf Breeze, and 39 in Milton. Your money now. The markets this morning are up slightly. The Dow is up 5306 at 37,359.08. The S&P 500 up 649 at 47,4705. And the NASDAQ up 3238 at 1497.57. Our 10-year bond rate down a bit at 3.92%. Gold prices are up 470 at 204520. Silver price is up uh, up 14 cents as well at 24.25 and Bitcoin up 791.80 this morning at 42.633.08. Southwest Airlines has agreed to a record-setting civil penalty over last year's holiday travel debacle. 
The uh, Department of Transportation said the airlines now agreed to pay a $140 million fine, which is 30 times more than any other fine, for violating consumer protection laws. Apple is stopping the sale of its Series 9 and Ultra 2 watches. Patent disputes over the device's blood oxygen monitor will be keeping the watch off of store shelves starting December 21st. The United States International Trade Commission recently ruled that Apple had illegally incorporated the blood oxygen technology from medical tech company Massimo. Apple stock today has taken a hit following that announcement. And media marketing giant Cox Media says they have the ability to listen to ambient conversations of consumers through embedded microphones in smartphones. According to a review of Cox Media Group marketing material by 401 Media, it's called Active Listening. CMG Group claims the capability can identify potential customers based on casual conversations in real time. Until now, there was no evidence that such capability actually existed, but claims about the tech do raise legal concerns. However, CMG's <laughs> website says, quote, It is totally legal for phones and devices to listen to you. That's because consumers usually give consent when accepting terms and conditions of software updates or app downloads. CMG responded to the article saying CMG businesses do not listen to any conversation or have access to anything beyond third-party aggregated anonymized and fully encrypted data sets that can be used for ad placement, essentially passing the ball and the blame onto third-party apps. Aaron Rayal, NBC News Radio. I think I kind of want my Nokia brick phone from like 2001 back. Yeah, Run over right. it with a car, doesn't matter, still works, and it's not spying on you. <laughs> exactly. It's yep. 838, our next news at 9 and breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at Anderson Subaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or AndersonSubaru.com slash share for details. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital Saturdays at 1 to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Join News Radio 923 as we celebrate and share Christmas together with the annual News Radio 923, a Pensacola Christmas concert, starting at 6 p.m. Christmas Eve and running all the way through Christmas Day. It's a Pensacola Christmas tradition, celebrating local voices and warm spirits. Hear local choirs, symphonies, and musicians playing their favorite holiday music. A Pensacola Christmas concert starts 6 p.m. Christmas Eve, right here on News Radio 923. Brought to you by Cadell and Company and Howard Young Flooring. 
Hi, this is Andrew McKay. Hey, everybody, this is Austin Price. Hi, I'm Steve Taylor. This is Joe Ford. Hi, this is David Wayne. And I wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Also a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 92.3. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Welcome back to News Radio 92.3. This is Anna Higgins filling in for Andrew McKay. So I've been doing some research on unique ways that Americans celebrate the holiday. And if you have a unique or unusual tradition or celebration, please text us, 437-1620. Okay, so I have to say my top two favorites here, if I have to go with them. The first one is in North Carolina at Chimney Rock. So I don't know if any of you have been to Chimney Rock. It's fantastic if you haven't been there. They filmed Last of the Mohicans up there. You can do some hiking. There's a waterfall. It's lovely. Um, It's near Asheville, North Carolina. And um, every year there at Chimney Rock, they partner with a climbing group. And one of the climbers, dressed as Santa Claus, rappels down Chimney Rock in celebration of Christmas. Get it? Chimney Rock? It really makes sense. Have Santa <laughs> rappel down the chimney. Yes, I love it. So check that out. Um, I don't know what it, what day it's happening this year, but um, that's what they do over there in Chimney Rock in North Carolina. And then my second favorite was a Texas bar that hosts a Festivus event complete with feats of strength. So um, they note that Festivus has its roots in the Seinfeld universe, but the made-up holiday gets plenty of play in the real world. Um, So if you don't know, Frank Costanza, who was played by Jerry Stiller in Seinfeld, He was George Costanza's dad. He introduced the secular celebration of Festivus for the rest of us. Um, And it's observed on December 23rd. And even so, even though it's billed as a secular holiday on Seinfeld, it's associated with Christmas. Instead of a Christmas tree, there's an aluminum pole, the Festivus pole. And instead of trading gifts... The head of the household challenges a guest to a wrestling match or otherwise known as feats of strength. And instead of happy memories at the dinner table, there is an airing of grievances. And I just remember Jerry Stiller saying, I got a lot of problems with you people and you're going to hear about it. So this bar in Texas celebrates Festivus every year. And there's a little Festivus holiday market, and it's in Irving, Texas, if you are wondering. Um, and a lot of people come out. There's a picture of the Festivus poll, if you if you Google this. 
Um, but please uh, text us if you have any unusual holiday traditions. And right now we're going to go over. We are going to go over to Jake in just a minute, but I did not give you the text number. It's 437-1620. Text us, and we are going to go check your traffic. Yes, and we did just get that call from Casey Jones, so he is on the line. Uh, So we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Yeah, checking your traffic around town. We're looking great. Uh, 98 through Navarre into Gulf Breeze in Pensacola, Three Mile Bridge, not showing any delays. Uh, everything's looking good over there. Avalon Boulevard is clear through Garson Point Bridge. Traffic on I-10 east and westbound traveling at posted speeds. No slowdowns reported um, on Cervantes. Bayfront Parkway checking in without delays. Looks like uh, Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. Highway 90 is clear from Milton into Pace. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. This traffic report is brought to you by Tire Trust. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Drive safe, and when it comes to your vehicle, put your trust in Tire Trust. That's Tire Trust Incorporated. So uh, if you see anything out there slowing you down, 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. The Volkswagen Sign and Drive event wraps up the year at Pete Moore Imports. And that means with zero down payment, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, and zero first month payment, you can lease the 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos at Pete Moore Imports today. It's never been easier to bring a shiny new Volkswagen home for the holidays. All you have to do is just sign your name. There's no down payment, no security deposit, nothing due at signing, and no first month payment. How much easier could it be? Just sign your name and you'll be driving a 2024 Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos home today. And as the new year comes to close, Pete Moore Imports wishes everyone a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Pete Moore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Speed More Imports is at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. For highly qualified customers through Volkswagen Credit, zero first month payment up to $900. Offer ends January 2nd, 2024. See dealer for details. Whenever I think about Christina Leavenworth, I think about the first time we bought a house. And man, how I wish I could have had a realtor like her when that was happening. Because you know, we didn't know anything. We were young kids. And I mean, it it turned out okay. But with Christina Leavenworth, I would know that I get all my questions answered. I know that she would navigate through the process, take care of us, hold our hand, basically teach us how to do things, make sure that we're only paying what a house is worth and kind of be like our bulldog fighting for us. I just, I know that. And making sure that all the way through the end, the process gets taken care of because she not only understands the buyer's mindset, obviously, But she understands the seller's mindset because selling 233 homes in a year, she really understands the way they look at the world and what will they negotiate on, what won't they negotiate on, what's the right price, what's the price other people are going to offer, how likely is it that multiple people are going to offer, like all of that kind of stuff. She knows it cold, so though she represents you as a buyer and also a seller, don't get me wrong, she'll sell your house too, but she gets how they think so she knows how the other side can work effectively for that. So if you're thinking about buying for the first time, a great resource, Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty, 723-9158. Loading the kids in the car, brokering peace in the backseat, mastering the snack handoff without even looking. 
Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like figuring out what's growing in that cup holder. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola and Daphne if auto owners make sense for you. Here are the News Radio 923 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30 day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 923 AM 1620 are non transferable, non redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 923 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30 day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio923.com. This is Lindsay and Chill Out Cryo Spa wishing you a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Heather Hurst with DR Horton wishing a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy New Year. News Radio 92.3. The snow's coming down. I'm watching it fall. Watching the people around. Baby, please come home. Church bells inside. And if you joined us yesterday, you heard our discussion about the ordinances passed by the Pensacola City Council. And we are privileged to have with us right now calling in City Council, Pensacola City Council President, um, District 3, Mr. Casey Jones. Mr. Jones, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning. So we ran into some discussion about the different ordinances that were brought before Pensacola City Council last week. And in particular, we discussed um, the uh, red light cameras that will now Pensacola, the city of Pensacola, it would now be allowed to install throughout the city. I know you had a question uh, during the council meeting about the length of the yellow lights and um, we were wondering what our listeners can expect from this new ordinance now that it has been passed. Yeah, so we, we will have to vote on it one more time for it to go into effect, and we'll do that in January. Um, but th- this really is about public safety and decreasing accidents at some of these key intersections. Um, it's, it's an item that was brought to the council by the mayor and excuse me, I, I had some concerns about it as well whenever it first came out, um, or, you know, when we first started hearing about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of what I hear is, are the, are the yellow lights going to be shorter? And that was the question that I asked on record. Um, and the answer was no, that nothing is going to change for the, for the yellow light length of time. Um, and, and also people are asking, is, is this just a way for the city to, to make some more money off the taxpayers? And really the city portion of any of these tickets is, is very small. It's, it's less than less than half of, 
of the ticket amount will go back to the city. Um, and, and really, it's just something that's going to free up some resources. And unfortunately, we do have finite resources here in the city, and we just don't have the, the ability to put police officers at every one of these intersections all the time. So this is a way to deter people, deter people from um, running these red lights and possibly cause an accident, um, holding up traffic, and just hopefully keep things moving more smoothly. Thank you for that. And one other question that we had about those is, um, and I appreciate your comments on the public safety aspect of it. Um, these red light cameras, um, once you vote on this in January, as you mentioned, if it does um, go into effect, it's limited to cameras at red lights. Is that correct? It's not going to be cameras placed throughout the city at random other other places throughout the city, correct? Yes, that's correct. They're, they're not going to be cameras that detect speed or anything other than cars going through a light whenever the light has turned red. And uh, another thing that we were assured of by the mayor is that every instance where it catches a vehicle that's, that's gone through the light is going to be reviewed by a human. So if it's you know just the tail end of the car when the light turns red or the, the back of a trailer that's being pulled, uh, that's something that will have that subjectivity that that there's an actual person looking at that that can say, okay, that person, you know, that they they tried to make it or, or it was so close that it's not worth sending a ticket for that. So it's not something that uh, we're trying to do any kind of gotcha. It, right. it, it's more of a, a blatant running of a red light. And I'll just tell you, yesterday I was at one of these intersections turning left and so many cars coming the other direction went through the light. Uh, after it turned red, that by the time I started to go, it was already turning yellow. So it really is a problem at some of these major intersections throughout the city um, and can, can cause some bad traffic issues. Yeah, it is a problem. Yeah. It happens to me a lot at Davis and Brent. <laughs> I see a lot of people turning left yeah. onto Davis as I'm waiting to turn onto Brent. Um, the other ordinance that we talked at length about was the panhandle ordinance and you know you mentioned the public safety aspect so could you speak to you know the impetus behind the ordinance prohibiting the panhandling and especially you know the safety the safety element of that ordinance absolutely so this is another ordinance that was brought to the city council by the mayor and his staff um and and it is something that uh, is going to lead to safer intersections. Uh, so, so, you know, when someone is entering the street to receive something through a window, whether it's somebody panhandling, it might be a, um, a politician on the corner trying to, trying to get votes and handing something through the window. That does cause a public safety issue where um, it could either hold up traffic or, you know, God forbid someone get hit by a vehicle and get injured. Uh, so, so the idea behind this is to keep people safe at intersections. You know, if, if you're the person that wants to help someone uh, pull into a parking lot, pull over to the side of the road, out of the traffic, and that's a good time to help. That's a great point because we really don't want to put people in danger unnecessarily. Um, I know as a driver around Pensacola, I always worry about seeing people in the medians and, 
and uh, worrying about them stepping out into traffic and so forth. And the last ordinance we discussed was the increase in the building heights throughout the city, not just localized to downtown. And I know there was some concern behind that as far as the provision that would allow um, bonuses for superior design. Is that something you can or want to comment on? Yeah, I could talk about that a little bit. Um, that that was some concern is that that superior design is, is subjective and um, we're leaving it up to the members of the planning board to decide if something is a superior design or not. Um, I, I think that each of those members is appointed by, by an elected official on, on the city council um, and we appoint them because of their expertise. And right now there are two members on that board that are architects. Um, by code, there has to be at least one that's an architect. Um, so we do have the expertise there to determine, you know, is the design uh, something that is beneficial to the city? Is it something that is going to look great um, and also fit in with the neighborhood that it's in? Uh, so that's, in, in my opinion, that helps uh, helps me get past that concern. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the other concerns we heard are about, you know, very tall structures possibly being in neighborhoods where they don't fit in. And this does not uh, bypass the density requirements. Okay. So if a certain parcel of land can only have 30 units, it's only going to have 30 units no matter how tall it is. So that's going to limit how tall a developer is willing to go. Oh, that's a great point. I hadn't considered that. Well, um, Mr. Jones, um, this is Casey Jones, president of City of Pensacola City Council, joining us today. I appreciate your input and expertise on these issues, and we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. All right. Have a great day. All right, and this is Anna Higgins filling in for Andrew McKay on News Radio 92. You did such a good job, Anna. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope Andrew has a job to come back to. Oh, he definitely will. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Such a great privilege to join you all. (laughs) And we'll get to some Fox News here at the uh, top of the hour, and we'll be right back with uh, some Pensacola expert panel coming up soon. 